What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat. This is Fightful Wrestling. It is March 11th, 2022. This is your AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown review here on Fightful and Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful, all that good stuff. Please leave us the thumbs up if you're watching. We've got Kate with us. Kate, how you doing? I am doing well. So nice to have you back. I missed you on the weeks when you're not here. I had fun well, holding it down with Alex, but... We had like eight broadcasts in a row, so it's nice to switch it yeah. up with you. <laughs> well, don't get used to it. I ain't going to be here next week, Aww. and uh, <laughs> I won't be here in three weeks either because I'll be oh. in Dallas. Cool. No, uh, I can take a hint. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be on the Wednesday show, but the Listen Your Boy will still be happening next week, guys. Uh, check it out. We'll be live Tuesday. This week, we had Josh Alexander live in studio. It wasn't just us interviewing him. It's him talking about how like wrestlers perceive dirt cheats and uh and how like he thought of the, the steve austin news and the cody news uh the roh news all that good stuff but if you are here watching with us well you'll be here much later next week i would imagine alicia sends a humper chat and says i was picturing sean's reaction to the rampage time for next week and couldn't stop laughing <laughs> doesn't bother me a bit i ain't gonna be here <laughs> kate will be here we're trying to decide. Um, I, I shot it down off the air, but you know what? If enough people demand it, uh, possibly doing two streams, maybe one for SmackDown, one after the late Rampage. But uh, I will not be here. I will be recovering from uh, dental surgery. But if you're here right now, send a super chat, send a humper chat, get all that stuff in. And you know what? Maybe you want to hear more questions answered. Maybe you want to hear more things that you want to know about well fightfulselect.com every week we got a QA. this week i did one last week i did a live one next week jimmy van will be filling in for me uh joel pearl will be hosting that show so check it out because uh today we broke some news about a character named butch we broke some news about why the briscoes aren't going to aew we had all the uh smackdown news uh, a very interesting note Kevin Owens was listed internally on the document, despite uh, like having like a promo video. So that was interesting. We'll give you a bunch more backstage notes, but you guys like for us to start off with AEW Rampage. So get in those super chats, get in those humper chats over at humperchats.com. Ryan says, going with a new name, I think Kate should now be Bertha. I've been called worse. I've been called worse on the internet today. So I'll take Bertha. Mark Quill says he's got a lot of butch or butch puns tonight. I said butch puns. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Don't put that out there. That'll be some talent's name debuting in NXT yes. next week if you say that. <laughs> and Matt Reichel can't watch live because he's watching Briscoes and Lucha Brothers on House of Glory show. Saying hi to my friends, Kate and Sean. Great hi, report man. on the Briscoes on Fightful Select. Yeah. I mean, you can feel however you want about that, but... um. That was, I was a bit surprised considering some of the people that AEW has had to come through. I mean, Mike Tyson's been on their show multiple times and Warner Media didn't have a problem with that. I'm not saying it should all be okay, but it is definitely inconsistent. For sure inconsistent. Yeah, that's uh, my thing is is the double standard part of it. It's very tricky as a woman to, to see that. And I hate to say as a woman all the time, but like mm. it does hit a nerve for sure. <laughs> Leave a thumbs up, guys. Let's get into AEW Rampage. Mark Quinn and Darby Allen. Darby Allen gets the win, but Chris Reigns mentions that 450 to the floor. Holy cow. Mark Quinn 
is really good. It seems like uh, for a while, Isaiah Cassidy was getting a lot of the love, but I mean, I think that's because Mark was hurt, but Darby gets the win. He gets the win with a submission. And then, I mean, this match seemed like uh, an excuse for a couple of things, Kate. Further the feud, get Darby a win, and to have the Hardy Boys come out to that music in their gear. Like, that's what this was really about. Okay, but like this time, Jeff didn't dance. I think 90 days off, Jeff has forgotten when it's appropriate to dance. If your brother that, was, that shit was so funny. Choked out. You can't dance. Though I did appreciate he was like on the way to the ring, kind of. <laughs> process and here he doesn't dance um a a great match it's always fun they usually start both dynamite and rampage with something high energy in the ring immediately it's really important i feel like on rampage because you are starting so late at night um but i i thought this match was great darby is a maniac styles make matchups we talk about that all the time Different styles for me is the most fun. These guys kind of work similarly, and and that works really well too. So, um, this this was a blast to start off the show. Nothing like major of consequence. The story continues to roll down the mountain, but a a fun way to kick off Rampage for sure. I plug this a lot, and I want to keep plugging it. Uh, John Alba and Matt Hardy have an incredible podcast. I got to sit so in on the filming of it. Matt Hardy's recall on specific things, like from from a rating standpoint, a viewership standpoint, like little things that he did with body language. And it, it's like, there, there are things about him as a character you that it's pretty cool where he draws inspiration from like big money. Matt, the most recent version was drawn from the Italian Sedalian, basically screwing him and Jeff out of money when they were younger. So uh, I highly encourage you guys check out the extreme life of Matt Hardy. Uh, that has become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's, it's a must listen every single week and they've got a lot of great stuff in their archives as well yeah just to back you up on that i knew that alba would come prepared because if he spent like half as much time preparing for this as he does on his hair it was going to be great but matt hardy really 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 goes in depth it's a a super fun listen you should have seen john's huge bald spot in person like it's really yeah yeah it's like he does the spray he just sprays the thing in and you can tell it's like john we can tell you're bald bro uh, Tom Lavalley says the real butch is on AW Rampage with the blade. Very clever. Well done. Uh, For real says such a double standard with the Briscoes. BS. Well, I'm not going to say it's BS that they're not there because I get it. And an AEW wrestler that I talked to said, if you're Warner Media, you can't blame them. But they were made for TV. Um, I think there is a double standard. I don't think it's BS that they that they're not there. But I do think the double standard is um, what he said. What Jay Briscoe said was abhorrent, ridiculous, inexcusable bullshit. Like, well beyond the ability to say, like, oh, well, it was just something that we said. No, no, it was it was violent and demented and messed up. And um, people are asking, has he said anything awful? No, I mean, I've heard from people in ROH that said they've both been on best behavior, but if I were them, I, I would go out of my way to make amends, and even, even after all that time, because it's clearly affecting our career. And that's also like there are pictures with them with the Confederate flag too. Like that yes. comment might be the thing that clinched the that like clinched it for them. But like there are other things that probably wouldn't be considered as a like offensive five ten years ago as they are now. So it might not be as one and done of a deal as they're saying it is with that. But agreed entirely that it's, it's the double standard part of it that doesn't sit right with me whichever side of that standard you sit on 
is up to you. Derek Gordon says, got a feeling after the Brian Kendrick fiasco, they're probably taking no chances. I, from what I understand, the, the hammer came down around the same time as that. And I know that the same Warner exec didn't want Brian Kendrick there either, uh, from what I understand. <clears throat> Scorpio Sky promo and a House of Black promo. Chris Rain says he's loving those House of Black promos. Well, you know what? I liked both of these promos. We reported on FightfulSelect.com this week. Please subscribe. That Scorpio Sky's title win was planned as far back as late last year. I know I had heard around All Out and Arthur Ashe the title was going to go Sammy, Cody, Sammy. So, I mean, like, it seems like they've got this stuff mapped out well ahead of time. I thought these were good promos. You got to get the new champion on TV right after he wins the title, Kate. Yes. So I like how far they map out their champions and it seems like they really stick with that because they have a growing and expanding roster. I would not have been mad to see it on Andrade. Um, the, the buildup around it makes it compelling to put it on other people. So good to them for sticking with it because Scorpio sky absolutely deserves it. This is where it gets a little tricky for me. And I talked to Alex about this a little bit too, was now you have, a story that feels like the title should be given to Wardlow to propel that feud with MJF. But I feel like they are going to get a ton of blowback if Scorpio Sky waited all this time for a one week reign. So I don't know how the story unfolds. They've earned my trust with things like that. But as far as the promos tonight, I thought both of them were great. I didn't love how good of a job they did about splitting up the belts. Cause I think giving one of them to Dan Lambert is great. And you guys know I, I can't it. stand him. That's so, but, good heel <laughs> shit right so there. Perfect. It's such a perfect move. Like I even have to tip my cap. I think that was a really, really good call by them. So this was super fun. And like you said, it's important to get the champion on screen. I think as soon as possible, because there wasn't a ton of, we didn't get to see him with the belts a ton because we were seeing the signing of Paige Van Zandt on Wednesday. So get him out there speaking about it. Ethan Page continues to be fantastic in this like side guy role. He was such a blast ringside on Wednesday. I wasn't here last week. I thought it was brilliant how Tony Khan, AEW, all tied in the Scorpio Sky thing. It's like he's not in the ladder match because Dan Lambert leveraged Paige Van Zant. Tony Khan realizes what an attraction Paige Van Zant can be. So if that if, if a title shot leads to that, okay, he'll he'll barter. That's just smart business from a kayfabe perspective. So I really loved how this all worked. Uh, we also had Hikaru Shida threatening to murder Serena Deeb. Uh, Bill says Shida versus McIntyre sword fight. And Peter says Shida is trying to decapitate people. And honestly, I'm here for it. Very cool promo uh, by her. Her English has gotten very good. It has. She works really hard at her English. People tell me all the time. She is somehow ultimately charming and threatening to murder people. I don't know how she pulls it off, but God damn it, she does. Uh, and I like this. This is, this is a good feud. We got a little bit of time after the last match, which I'm happy for because I don't need to see match, match, match. I thought Sheeta kicked ass here. The only thing I haven't liked about this build was I don't like using Serena's rookie challenge as the catalyst to get mm -hmm. here, but I really, really, really have liked the way that this feud was built. I don't think a however many win trophy thing was like the most compelling way to start a feud but the second that serena took it and beat the hell out of her with it it's been gangbusters ever since it's nice to see this long term of a feud in the women's division the only other thing that's been this long has been Britt and thunder rosa and so much of 
Brit's reign has felt like stalling to get to that point. So just really nice to see a well-executed, uh, well-executed long-term story. And the matches that they have have been absolutely incredible. So I'm looking forward to that continuing. Jamie Hayter, Mercedes Martinez. Jamie gets the win because Britt Baker cheats at wrestling. <laughs> Thunder Rosa comes out, runs her off. Like, it's hard for me to believe there is not some animosity between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa with their social media stuff. Like, if there's not, they're real good at this shit. But Jamie Hayter, get, I think Jamie Hayter really needed a big singles win because it, for so long, it's felt like she was just Brit's heater. So I think you got to have it. I mean, I know that she, she beat like Maddie on, on dark, but other than that, I'm struggling to remember the last time she won on TV. Like I, I can't remember the last televised win Jamie Hader had. I don't think she's got one since her debut. Yeah. I think it, not, not a singles win that I can think of. I think she was on the winning side of a buy-in i just i just looked she's got it was her debut and tonight and that was it she Ooh, got a win yeah. on dark against rinkowski but man that's <laughs> yeah that well okay not not her debut my bad uh she she beat anna J in uh november i don't know why i thought that was her debut and then she got some wins on dark before that because she had beat red velvet in her debut in august so she's got a couple but like we're talking no singles wins on dynamite since november so i think this was an important one to do yeah, and if we can't remember, that's the problem, right? Like, <laughs> so if it's been four or five months, that's an issue, especially for someone who is supposed to be an intimidating figure as a heater. Um, agree with you on that. Decent enough match. I think they worked pretty well together. The social media banter is really fun. I'm someone that wishes that the Thunder Rosa win came at the pay-per-view. Sure. I kind of fall into that camp. And we're now getting to the point where Britt is starting to look weak from all the cheating instead of look like a champion that cheats sometimes. Like, enough. Get the belt off of her and let's get moving. Josh Weaver said, Thunder Rosa told Luke this morning on WrestleTalk she's turned on interviews once she found out the interviewer was a fan of Britt Baker. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I interviewed her this weekend. I, I am... So sad that the footage of that is lost. Uh, I do still have the audio from all my interviews in Orlando. Um, so I'm going to try to put together something. Like, I mean, obviously we can do audio interviews, but there will be a video component to it. But um, we talked a little bit about that, about Mission Pro, a lot of good stuff. She put me over. She said I was a good journalist, which I appreciate. How, how sweet of her. Uh, James says, howdy, folks. Tate looking great after fighting that bear army. Anyone else thinks Sky might keep the TNT title on Rampage? Love you all. Uh, no, I think that he'll he'll continue to defend it on on Dynamite as well. Um, unless you mean like, do you think he'll keep it next week? I, I think there's a possibility he retains it over Wardlow because I think MJF could screw him out of it. I think that's absolutely possible. And Kate, I saw your your injury last week. It's healed up wonderfully. Thank you. I am so, so fortunate to have had a little bit of luck with the bear attack, as it were. Yeah. Um, but i just so thankful for the medical care that I, I received. I was in the hands of some really wonderful people who made this very uncomfortable process as, as healthy and as aesthetically okay as it could be. Plus, I suck at like the makeup game. I've never been yeah. good at it. I learned Aww. some things. I learned well, some things this week, so that was helpful. <laughs> well, let me tell you, 
It looked fucking horrifying. It was not great. <laughs> it, did. it was I not saw great. It. I saw it and I went, ah! Yeah, I had but to I'm do glad it. you're all right. I took like a day before I told a bunch of people, like, especially because what happened was it was two Fridays ago and my dog was being weird. So I went to take him out. And that's when the bear attack happened. Yeah. So I went to the ER after, and then the next day I was just like, I'm not talking to anyone about it. And then I was like, hey, so. Yeah. You sure were. You sure were. Here's the Elo- picture. Eloquent says, I'm ready for Jamie to turn on Brit. I guess you could say she'd go from a heater to a hater. Douglas Johnson says, what do you think wrestlers are most appreciative of, stories or championships? Stories, by far. I think... Um, you got to be a creative person to get into wrestling. I'll always say it. I, I've said it in interviews. I've said it on reviews. You create stories, moves, names, characters, storylines, um, all kinds of stuff in wrestling. You want your creative person. Look at what Moxley and Brian Danielson are doing. That's good stuff. We haven't seen that before. Keith Lee beats QT Marshall's ass. Then he beats Aaron Solo's ass. And we had the unique... Uh, angle of having Ricky Starks and Taz on commentary as uh, Keith Lee is feuding with Team Taz. QT, I posted on Twitter that he is so good at making you want to watch him get his ass whipped. Even though you know he's going to get his ass whipped every time, he just comes back, he talks that trash, gets his ass whipped, comes back, does some more. And he's always good at it. Like the shoulder block he took tonight from Keith Lee did a full spin. He's a great trainer. QT Marshall has been such a great, versatile hire for AEW. I want him to have his flowers. That being said, Keith Lee was great. Team Taz was great. We got a big meaty boy spinebuster from Will Hobbs. You know, these two did not see eye to eye coming into AEW. So I was surprised to see that they were working together so quick. But there you go. Two pros. I loved everything about this. Loved it. Yeah, this was a, a great, just great logical wrestling. Like, this was fantastic. Keith Lee looks amazing. I'm just so happy for him. He looks so comfortable and happy to be where he is. I thought I thought the match was fantastic. You're not going to get a bad match with QT Marshall in there unless you got, like, me in there, I guess. Like, <laughs> he makes people look really good. I liked what was happening on commentary all night, to be honest. I did not miss Yellico. I don't mind Jericho yelling as much as most people do, but I appreciated that there was nobody yelling at me all episode. This is awesome. And I think um, the the beauty of the FTW belt as of right now is like, there's not a ton of belts. We don't have a huge like mid card, lower card. We don't get belted to death. So having one that's not recognized is fun because it still means something to the people holding it, even if it's not recognized by the organization. So because it means something to Taz and to Starks and eventually Hook, I think it's really going to mean something to like the person chasing after that stable has something that's important to them that they want to get, even though it's not like a championship caliber title, right? So just a, a really fun device that I've grown to appreciate because I didn't really care about it, to be honest. Uh, I don't have an attachment to UCW. I didn't really care sure, about the FCW sure. picture, but great match. Everything unfolding here really cleanly. Did not miss Jericho yelling at me all episode. Tom, Yeah, I didn't either. Tom <laughs> says Hobbs versus Lee next week, please. SRS, is it true? I don't know. I haven't. I, I don't know if they announced it. Did they? Big, I don't believe so. Needy men. But he says. Me. There you go. Big meaty men slapping meat. Get well soon, Biggie. We'll tell you more about that later, guys. Uh, but Rob Reed wants that match as well. We're getting that match. Mark says, you know who's great? Keith Lee. 
He is. He is. Uh, Chris says, love Ricky and Taz saying, we have no problem with QT. Hook took care of it. Yeah. I mean, Taz has always struck me as like a mutual respect guy. Once they, they move past their shit, it's done. Hook tapped him out. Again, I didn't get to mention this because I was at the show. Amazing callback to Shane Douglas versus Taz where um, Shane Douglas tried to do the go-behind in the corner. That's what QT did, and he got hooked in the, the red rum, the Taz mission. Love that. I do have an attachment to ECW. I know you so do. <laughs> I love that stuff. That's what made me want to train to be a wrestler was seeing that stuff because I was like, hey, that looks fun. <laughs> Jonathan Hedman says, uh, hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Is there anything uh, or is there going to be anything from the Twitter exchange from Athena and Cargill? P.S. Nice to meet you Sunday. It was great to meet you, Jonathan. I was so happy to see you. Great to see you in the media room, buddy. Um, I hope there will be. If I were AEW, I'd bring, be bringing in Tony, Nixon, and um, by the way, people are saying audio is cutting out. Both of I don't know. I not don't know what to tell you guys. Not just me? Whose audio? Her audio? Hmm. Beats me. Beats that ass. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like you all suck. Wow. Anyway, hope your audio stayed on there. <laughs> Where was I? What was I even saying? You were saying they should bring in Athena and Tony Storm. Yeah, and Nixon. And, and Nixon. They need to bring in all these globally exposed, uh, outstanding in-ring workers. Uh, but... Uh, maybe you all need to, I don't know, fix your shit, fix your shit. Uh, there were enough people that, that identified that there were issues, but it was a YouTube issue. Uh, Mark says there was a made mistake made on the website earlier that suggests there's about to be a new TUS title. Uh, but maybe they had some new belts made. Uh, I know that much. There were some new belts made in recent months. Dan Janoff says Kate's always looking great. Well, fuck you, Dan. Wow. I'm just going to start doing what I do to share Delaware. Where anytime somebody compliments you, I take it as mine. Like wow. I just but when like they're complimenting me, they're actually saying you look like shit, buddy. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Swerve just get, bangs. Did... <laughs> just get bangs. Uh Swerve has been around two nights. This is his third night, and his catchphrase is already over. Whose house? Shot Kid 29 says Swerve's house. They were chanting it. During the match, they said it in his opening promo. Loved it, Kate. And the in-ring, boy, you can tell these two guys were familiar with each other. They're like my if I had to make a minor criticism, I had somebody say that they wanted me to try to levy a criticism, even against matches that I like. Maybe too many counters. I don't know if I had to pick one, but goddamn swerve has not missed a beat. I love the roll into the jumping flatliner, the old gold standard. I love that spot. And I love Swerve getting the win. I don't know if you needed to sign Tony Nese because I don't know if he was. I mean, Impact might have picked him up, but I mean, he's such an outstanding wrestler. If you're launching an ROH, you're like, God damn, I'm glad I did sign him because he's the type of guy you want to have to help other people. I really love this match. I love this match. And Sean Rossap of Fightful says that predictable is okay when it's good this was like the perfect example of that yeah. you knew swerve was gonna win but tony Neeson and, and him gave you some emotional buy-in too about their history and 
I love them talking up Friday nights, referencing 205 Live. I thought that was really, really fun. And you're right. They looked like two guys that were familiar with each other in the past, and it paid off here. I thought this was a great in-ring debut for Swerve. I'm not surprised. He's an outstanding talent. Um, I think that this was just the perfect way to close out the show. It felt like a main event. And I think you're absolutely right about Tony Nese. There's a couple guys that I'm like, oh, man, if they choose to use ROH's developmental, those are guys that you want working with up-and-coming talent for sure. Chris Rain says Swerve has the aura of a superstar. A couple years ago, I was like, man, he just he just needs that little thing, that little thing. Uh, he found it. He found it. Rob Reed says more Tony Nese on TV. Pretty please. I'd love to see him put in a tag team as well. He says first time seeing Swerve. He's cool. He is cool. He's very cool. You're going to love him. Dan says AEW is officially Swerve's house. Give me Keith Lee and Hobbs now, please. Oh, yeah, uh, that's coming. The big meaty men slapping meat. It's coming. Is this then, Sean's house then? Are we going to be like, whose house? Barely. House. Barely. I'm not here on Fridays that much anymore. <laughs> Shot Kid says, if you want a pu- if you want a preview of a future AEW main event that'll hump Defy posted Swerve versus Nick Wayne on YouTube for free, that is definitely worth going out of your way to see. Kyle Collins says, Swerve can and Nice can wrestle again next week for an hour and I'll be happy. Swerve's theme is a banger. Prayers up and well wishes for Biggie. Speaking of his theme, so when I when I get a bunch of subscriptions on Fightful Select, it's only five bucks, by the way. I like to make sure everybody's satisfied. And last week, with all that MSG speculation, like all we got a lot of subscriptions. And when it became Austin Theory, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this on Fightful Select. I'm not gonna sit here and report on speculation and all this excitement. And then just disappoint people. So what I did, I posted three exclusive stories last Saturday night. Jake something, leaving Impact Wrestling. Swerve, this fellow right here, was officially signed and was debuting at Revolution. And that Jeff Hardy was going to be at Dynamite this week. Um, I'm pretty sure that old Matt Hardy tried to swerve everybody and say that uh, the non-compete was one day after. But either way... Uh, I posted all those. I want to make sure people got their money's worth. But I mean, boy, was that swerve thing like one of the easiest things for me to track down. I'm at (laughs) the AEW concert and I look over by a door and swerves poking his head out. I'm like, what are are you doing? What are you doing? Like, keep in mind, I'm walking up to his cousin, Will Washington and Reg, and they're putting their fingers in their ear and walking away so they don't have to answer the question. <laughs> then, then you get on the stage and there's a song, Swerve, Swerve, Swerve. And I'm like, come on, come on. You um, can't be Sandra Bullock and what is that movie where she has the blindfold on Bird Box? What's it yes. Called? I was like, why are you all doing this to me? Like, I just need a confirmation. Eventually, I did get a confirmation. Not from any of those sons of bitches or sons of butches, we'll say. Hello. None of them. But you know what? I tracked it down. I hunted it down. Got on my little internet and I eh, dug up some scoops. But you know what? I had to be safe while I was doing it. I was on my little devices all over the place on that unsecured Wi-Fi. I don't want to get hacked. I don't want... Like Dom D'Angelo from WrestleZone hacking my shit Ugh. and stealing my scoops. Not that he would do that. He's a great guy. 
So I use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Avoid all that unsecured Wi-Fi and the risks that you incur when you use it. You know what? I was in a different different area, so I wasn't going to be able to watch SmackDown on my YouTube TV as per usual. Um, But NordVPN.com slash Fightful helped me out. It avoids a geo restrictions and geo blocking. You can use it on all your devices. There's a great 30 day money back guarantee. They are now our top sponsor. So I want you guys to support them. That way they keep on supporting us. Man, do I love NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Not only that, I watched the UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night. And uh, let me tell you, I did not pay full price for it because I subscribed to NordVPN.com slash Fightful and I got a service that you can only subscribe to overseas except when you got NordVPN.com slash Fightful and I saved a ton of money on it. Got to watch the show live. It was great. People saying you don't watch SmackDown on the hotel TVs? No, because I like to not waste my time and sit through commercials. So, uh, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I just changed my location settings on YouTube TV and bang, there we go. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. A great deal and an additional month free. Crushed it. Josh Weaver says, I think Matt Hardy may have you beat on ad reads uh, now. His blue chew read is great. Well, the son of a butch has like 732 kids. So I, I think you would trust him if it works. Zero Fear says, I think Jake something would be perfect when TK gets it rolling again. I do too. He is a big sirloin beef son's a bitch. Underrated name, by the way. Jake oh, I something. love it. What a perfect I love name. It. I was doing interviews at Black Label Pro a couple years ago. And I just kept on like accidentally running into him. He is a, a meaty son of a butch. Ernie says, looking forward to the AEW LA show. It's going to help doing great ticket sales. SmackDown did great ticket sales tonight, I think is worth mentioning. Ryan Martins. Damn it. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> I'll read this one in a minute. <laughs> Mark says, sorry, title holder, not title. Oh, indicating that there'd be a new TBS title holder. I don't think so. Mark says, Kate's usually or generally great in this Vanna White role, but her reaction to, I couldn't watch SmackDown being happiness instead of sadness is unbelievable. No, it was the not wasting time part. Yeah, I don't like to sit through commercials, guys. I don't. Like, I used to be like, oh my gosh, I got to live tweet everything live as it happens. Buddy, my money ain't in live tweets. My money is in getting those scoops. So I can handle watching a little later. Scoop, there it is. I think of that commercial every time. Chaka laka. Mark Quill says, hope Kate isn't tired of all my praising because here comes another set of praise, especially, or the appreciate for Kate escalates. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dane Janoff says, I look great too. You do. You look very pretty, Sean. Thanks. I never get sick of praise. And we have a stable of Marks that are very supportive to us. And I mean that by the name Mark, not like fucking Marks. Uh, the only time you'll ever hear me use the term Mark is in a hilarious matter. I think it's like such a stupid thing to call somebody. Well, like, we're not in the carnival days anymore, my yeah, friend. It's, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't apply. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan sends a great super chat. Thank you, Ryan. And I will do my best to answer this. 
Uh, any update on Cody? Seems a lot of misinformation out there. Meltzer saying there's a possibility it doesn't happen if he's not signed by WWE by Monday's Raw in Jacksonville. You're saying there's an 80% chance he's coming in. I said if I had to put a percentage chance on it, I'd put it on 80. I think he's facing Seth Rollins. I think he's going to WWE. I do not think it's an accident that uh, Co- that Damian Priest did not use the crossroads on Monday. Um I do not think it's uh, an accident that Seth Rollins is continuing to set up this program. I can tell you that there are there are people very very high up in AEW that believe he is signed with WWE. I can tell you that when I reached out to my contacts in WWE, they said ah, I don't think anything much has changed. There are people that should have materials for who Seth is going to face that do not. Uh, necessarily have that yet. I think he'll go there. I think they're being smart about it. Um, I like to be transparent with you guys. I've been talking to Cody quite a bit lately. Not as much about, hey, are you going to WWE? But I've heard from him quite a bit lately. Um, however, just because I heard from hear from somebody uh, doesn't necessarily mean uh, that I'm going to believe everything they say especially when we ran an article last week where Brian Danielson said, I learned to lie when I started to ride with Cody Rhodes. Like, <laughs> come on now. Um, I can tell you that I sent him a tweet, a random tweet that someone posted that said, Cody Rhodes signed with WWE today. He had to finish his commitments with the, the, the go big show. And he said, uh, well, that is about as accurate as the Wade Keller report. So there you go. Uh, but I feel like I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but it's funny. I mean, I, I don't think that report was accurate either. I've got an immense respect for Wade Keller. I think he's a wonderful guy, but if you couldn't find somebody that supported Cody Rhodes in that company, you either don't have enough connections or you weren't looking hard enough. And again, outside of that, I completely respect, uh, his work, but I mean, I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, let, let me, let me see. What was the term? I was like, okay. He reached out to me this past week, and he's like, yeah, I know you're probably getting floored with stuff about me. Pretty wild times, mad times. And I said, anything you can speak to? And he said, do you want a picture of my baby or my dog? Because <laughs> the rib is. Because somebody says, I believe Cody, or SRS once asked Cody a question, and he responded with a picture of his dog. Buddy, once. Try about 15 times. I got more pictures of his fucking dog than he does at this point. (laughs) Like, come on. Um, There you go. I like to be transparent with you guys. It was a very nice super chat, but I'm doing my best to get this information accurate. I know that when people post anything, you guys want me to rush out and put out a report. It's, it's not that easy for me to do that because a lot of that stuff, it just gets shot down and there's not a lot to it. Anyway. Man, that was uh follow-up question. Anything about Cody Rhodes this week or <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet you about it later. Never yes. mind. <laughs> the great news is CM Punk unblocked me this week. Oh my goodness. I you're welcome. I talked to my best friend. Did you did you? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I, I talked I'm pretty sure I talked to your best friend. No, it nothing to do with the with the press conference. I put in a good word. I was like, listen. That was that was bestie. that was one of my favorite press conference moments ever because I was like, when I name drop Joe Kenda, I'm getting unblocked. I knew I was getting unblocked because he's you a Joe Kenda, he's a Joe Kenda appreciator, 
And anybody that watches Joe Kenda is a Joe Kenda appreciator. He even said, go. he was like, well, did you say something bad about him? Because I would no. have blocked you for saying something bad about I, him. He's a legend. <laughs> GS says, why did CM Punk block SRS in the first place? Okay, listen, I'm not trying to upsell you on Fightful Select, but I gave like a four-minute answer on the Q&A this week. I am. <laughs> Subscribe to Fightful Select. So the yeah. most breaking news and wrestling media today for $5 there, a month. There you go. Uh, 16 cents a day. Plus, when you support them, you help me recover from my bear attacks. Peyton says, SmackDown was not very good tonight. Another unnecessary name change is upsetting. Uh, as Dunn is great and well-known by most fans, hope Biggie gets better soon. Swerve should be given all the titles. That he should, but I'll tell you one thing I do like. Brock Lesnar chasing anybody, because I just like to watch athletes do ridiculous things. And he was chasing Paul Heyman out of the venue because Roman Reigns wasn't there. That's it. That's the whole segment. Heyman got in a vehicle and drove off. It was a lot of fun to me. Unapologetically enjoyed this. I medium liked it. Um, I I liked what I saw in front of me, but I don't feel like this is the kind of heel that Roman Reigns is. I don't think he fears anybody or anything. <laughs> I'll read the joke in appreciation society. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm gonna. Um, I'm making that. I'm legitimately you making that. Absolutely should. Um. So I yeah. It just doesn't feel in line with Roman for me. Like he doesn't seem like he should be running away from Brock after last week. He beat that ass at MSG. Um. But do I want to see Brock Lesnar chase Paul Heyman away till he gets in his car and drives off? Sure. Of course I do. But it just feels out of line with um how Roman operates. Uh <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Ryan says, appreciate your transparency, Sean. I know it's uh, hard to know what's true and what's not, uh, but when there's conflicting information, best journalist in wrestling, IMO. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Cadillac Carson says, I respect your code of ethics when reporting the news. Keep up the excellent work, sir. Now, I mean, like I sometimes I hesitate to even tell you guys that I'm in contact with these people, but quite frankly, I'm trying to normalize this shit to where people aren't like, oh my God, I can't, I can't talk to him. I mean, I go to AEW, it is not a secret who I talk to there because they walk up and talk to me in front of everybody, in front of EVPs, in front of their bosses. Um, I want media to have a more normal relationship with uh executives, agents, wrestlers, talent, staff, all that stuff. I would love to report. I mean, I'll, I'll give you guys an example. I've reported how many WWE releases over the last few years? Like hundreds. Literally I went to hundreds. WWE reps and I was like, hey, listen, like I know Sami Zayn resigned. I just can't get it confirmed. He's like very private. And I was like, this is very good news. Can you confirm it to me? That would be a wonderful thing for me to confirm. And they did. And I like that. I love that. That's how it should be. It should be more normal like that. It is harmless information to have out there. And, um, I, again, I will never lose sight of the fact that workers work. That is always a thing. Um, and nobody owes me info. I owe you guys info. So do my best to get it. We're going to save. We're just going to save this entire situation for the main event. The Butch Meister? And, and Biggie. And Biggie. Okay. Ronda Rousey cuts a promo. Charlotte interrupts. They fought backstage later. Nerd Guru says, an angle like that only works in a feud that has heat. This feud does not. Rehashing the parking lot thing is so crazy. The last time, Becky brought heat. I like. I enjoyed the fact that they did a callback, but if you're going to redo the parking lot angle, it better be better than the last one, Kate. And the last one was one of the best backstage brawl segments that I've ever seen in my entire life. People like stealing cars and hands behind their back and knees into the, the door frame and kicking windows out. It was one of the best backstage brawls in wrestling history. This was fine, but it, it was hard to follow up. Very, very hard to follow up on, on what this was a reference to, which also involved Becky. Yes, I thought... Fine is a good way to put it. Was it a show closer? No. Like, to me, it was just like, the, there was no need for this to be on a car. <laughs> yeah. Like, the car didn't really come into play. It's almost with, like when you're watching a steel cage match and you're like, why am I watching this through lattice work? You're not using the cage. Um, it's, so it, it just felt like she was doing a submission on the hood and it looked cool enough. But um, to the point of that super chat, I kind of agree. It's like, you're fighting over whether or not the arm bar is enough. Like that doesn't have like, I'm going to kick out windows in the car type of heat. So um, not bad, just not as great as it needed to be to even be in the same ballpark as when they did this the first time. And to be fair, I mean, the, the Ronda Rousey is a one trick pony thing was, a, I mean, I covered her whole MMA career. It was sure. a thing for the love of God. I said she was a one trick pony in March, 2012. Because she had beaten everybody by armbar. She had seven wins by armbar. And guess what? She won by an armbar. And then she won her next three fights by an armbar. And then she won another one after that by an armbar. But in the meantime, she advanced. She won a lot of fights by KO. So this is a, a story that's familiar with her. Um, I'm glad that she's picking up the ankle lock to it. It never hurts to add to her repertoire. But it was all right. 
Mark says it was utterly atrocious, rotten promo. The story is somehow about Charlotte tapping out. This feud is terrible. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I have zero doubt that Ronda Rousey can tap out Charlotte Flair because I've watched Ronda Rousey tap out a lot of the best fighters in the world for years and years and years. So well, I don't. This was built on a lie from last week. They told us at the end of last week's show that Charlotte yeah. has never been tapped out. And I've seen Sasha Banks alone do it three times and very memorable every time. So it's also just you're building a mediocre story on top of a false premise that doesn't read mm. WrestleMania to me. Drew McIntyre comes to the aid of all his Viking buddies after everyone attacked the Viking Raiders. This sets up Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, which I have no desire to see. All due respect to Drew McIntyre, I don't want to watch this match at all. Nope. I just don't give a damn. Um, I'm looking back at how many times they faced each other in the past. Well, you know what? Drew beat him twice in 2021. Drew beat him in 2020. Um, I mean, it's just not a match that I am clamoring for seeing again. Drew should have better than this. Drew should have better than this. And there is an alternate universe where I want to see Baron Corbin and Drew in the ring together at WrestleMania. These gimmicks ain't it at all. And Drew is supposed to be one of the top baby faces on the roster. And this just feels like, he is mad because of bad jokes and a sword in a desk for like eight months. I don't buy it at all. Um, and I just don't, there's nothing enticing about this. They, they are beating it to death and it was never that good to begin with. So hey, yeah, I would agree. I like would Usos and, and New Day, I was like getting frustrating because they were so damn good every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, this was never good and it's getting beaten to death. Nerguru says, crazy that Corbin is the last person to pin Roman. It sure is. And Mark says, this mania has feuds about swords and fake tap-out records. Cody versus Seth is going to be about Cody slipping on Seth's banana peel and stubbing his toe. <laughs> Damn, bro. Damn, bro. Uh, <laughs> Naomi and Sasha Banks against Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Fightful Select broke the news that Shayna Baszler would be Natalia's partner tonight. Please subscribe. This match was changed over and over and over and over again. Sasha and Naomi get the win. Rhea and Liv have been added to the Mania match, I believe. So, like, there's no reason to add Natalia and Shayna now. There's, like, because they just lost. So don't do that. But William says booking a three-minute Sasha match should be a crime. They have no, absolutely no plan for this. They're just like, let's throw them all in a match. Why not? We don't have anything else set. What a bummer for so many talented people. It's just the women's tag division is now the catch-all. It feels like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is the entire women's tag division. And it's just unbelievable that you have a talent like Sasha Banks, who with Bailey carried the company through the pandemic, uh, is doing crossover work in the Star Wars universe and gets tremendous pops everywhere she comes out. And this is what you have for her. Naomi is an incredible talent too. She was just in the title picture. This all feels so thrown together. Um, unless Bailey re-enters here, there's just nothing enticing about this for me either. I don't understand why Rhea is just in tag teams sometimes and then not. Like 
just a, a complete lack of clarity around what the women's division is, if it is anything. So um, the Usos come out. Their math is terrible. They're bad at math, like Steiner it's, it's bad. It's real bad at math. They're like, we've held the titles for 250 days. That's almost a year. And I'm like, that's like... 100 days like, short. Like 100 days short. And they're like, Roman's held the title for however many months. That's almost two years. And I'm like, that's five months short. Like still saying that many days is very impressive. Say you set the record. And they're like, but we can't find any appropriate opponents for WrestleMania. And then Rick Boogs and Nagamora come out. And I go, shit. Now, I'll play devil's advocate. They've won their last two tag matches. That's about as good as anything, getting a title shot in this company. I do not enjoy Rick Boogs in the ring. He did win against Jey Uso. That's how he got the title shot. He he roped Jay into accepting a match with him under the guise of being hurt, and he got the win. I'm okay with that to set up a title match. That's fine. I just... Like WrestleMania is the next pay per view. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not backlash. It's not Hell in a Cell. Like this should not be a WrestleMania program. I'm sorry, and he's, I don't. He's not good in the ring. Boogs isn't good in the ring. He's a no. great personality, an amazing, such a great personality. personality. So much fun, tons of charisma. The kind of one thing he can do is super impressive, but that's about it. So if he is going to be in the ring, it should probably surfing. Be... No, he does that cool like one arm gorilla press thing because they surfed as well. True, Nakamura and Boogs surfed, and you gotta let the man surf. You gotta let Nakamura surf. Who cares if you book him like dog shit? Let the man surf. That's what Twitter tells me. Let this guy surf and secure the bag. That's it. Look, if can't, he wants to surf and secure the bag, God bless him. Can't surf in Japan. Can't do it. <sighs> Fear and loathing NYC says, I don't think WWE believes in women's singles matches that aren't for titles at mania. I wish they did. I sure wish they did. Not Storm that and- long ago. It was almost 50, 50 between the men and the women. Like not yeah. that long ago. It's really sad and disheartening. Storm and Norm says, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda brawl in the DC police cars is my last raw and the last good go home show for WWE. Didn't watch any wrestling because I was celebrating a promotion. Acknowledge me. Congratulations, my friend. Listen, that $10 is not enough for a super chat if you got a promotion. Give us more money, Norm. <laughs> Acknowledge Sub- us. <laughs> subscribe to the like $1,500 a month here at Fightful Select. You're not We're broken, wiping that no. bonus way out, pal. Uh, <laughs> Mark says, the Usos couldn't find any appropriate opponents for Mania, so they found some Toyota salespeople who surf and play guitar. Oh, no. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yep. Oh, man. So, Sami Zayn versus Ricochet again. Guess what? It's a good match. Uh, Sami Zayn had his number given out by Johnny Knoxville today, and goddamn, Sami Zayn is so good at this. But let's talk about what happened in the early part of it. Austin Theory comes out to attack Pat McAfee, and Pat McAfee beats that ass. I mean, really beats that ass. Pat cut an amazing promo on Twitter today. Unbelievably good promo. And I thought Michael Cole was fantastic in this segment. Like you could tell that he took off his we are co-workers hat and put on his friend hat there. And he's like, you can't do this, Pat. He's like, you're going to screw up your job. Like 
Like Michael Cole understands like they are very good together. And Michael Cole was scolding Pat McAfee after this. He goes, I don't care what Austin Theory does. Pat McAfee is here as a as a journalist tonight. He is here as a commentator tonight. I thought Michael Cole knocked us out of the park. I thought Pat McAfee did good. I thought Austin Theory did good. This was on the highlights of the whole show for me. Sorry, I got a super chat that popped me. Uh, I, I, I agree with you about Michael Cole so much. I Here's the thing. I knew Ricochet and Sammy was a great match last week when they had it last yeah. week. I I love Sammy Zayn. I'm a huge Sammy Zayn mark. He's just the best. He's the perfect mixture of pro wrestling and sports entertainment. To me, that's going to be on this product. I absolutely love him. Great to see Ricochet getting pushed. That counter that he did as a finisher at the end was just like insane. Um, I loved Michael Cole and this, not just from the friend standpoint, but even when he went back to commentary, he said, I don't know what the penalties are going to be because commentators are not allowed to do this. And don't forget, he fought the miss. So he knows this firsthand yes. experience. But I agree with you. I think some of the best stuff Michael Cole has done in his career has been when he's been with Pat McAfee. And I think part of it is he just is always having so much damn fun. Like he has to look away because he's smirking so much. And I, I love to see that. My only issue here was like, Austin Theory just kind of came over and like stood next to the desk. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just hanging out next to the commentary desk, you know, like the people do. He didn't go to sit down at the commentary desk. He didn't call out Pat McAfee. He just stood there with a sour look on his face. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? So um, I just, I think Pat McAfee's great. I want to see him way more than I want to see Austin Theory at this point, which is the opposite of how it should be. <laughs> Mark Losper says, put McAfee in the unification match and put both titles on him. He's more compelling than Roman, and he's cheaper than Brock. I absolutely want to see Pat McAfee compete more. Um, and he, he's he's just really good at this. He's just very, very good at this. Uh, Josh's town. It says, I don't know if you missed my super chat earlier or I missed it. Let us know what it is. And, uh, we will, Luis will pick it up by the way, just so you know, storm and norm says, here you go. You greedy sirloin beef, sons of bitches. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> I, I shamed him. I you shamed did. him. Norm, he we scared. love you, buddy. He's scared you were going to try and date his mom. We love you, buddy. Uh, Ricochet and Sammy were outstanding per usual. Um, Ready. I'm, I'm glad you can move on now. No more title shots for Sammy. He's going to go on to his program with Sam, with uh, Knoxville. The 630 was out. I was just Ridiculous. on point. was really, really good. And we got Nerd Guru saying, I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. When he's the best thing on the show for a matchup mania with no stakes, that's a problem. That said, he rules. I completely agree with that as well. Mm -hmm. Completely agree with that. Derek says... Uh, listening to Vince describe how the match will be for Pat at Mania during the interview, it's like he thinks this will be Pat's first match. Is there a chance he knows nothing about Pat wrestling in NXT? Hope you saw my baby watching Raw this week. Hashtag FTF. Well, I didn't, but yes, I think there is a fantastic chance that Vince McMahon has no idea that Pat wrestled um, or has just barely been briefed about it. And he's great. Like or he was with Adam Cole. Like, I yes. mean, Adam Cole might make me look good, but like <laughs> he, he seemed like he really understood how to be in a pro wrestling ring during that match. So 
Rob also says Pat's promo on Twitter was awesome that it was. And Josh says, if I were a betting man or you were a betting man, I'd see Cody on Raw. I know you answered Cody stuff already, but I want to see your final guess here. I'd say it's possible, but I I'm not a betting man, so it's not I would not put money on that. Like I think it's possible he shows up at WrestleMania. Like I think that's a, a possibility. Never going to a horse track with you. What do you know? <laughs> Ron says <laughs> we got a lot of them out here. Uh, Ron Believe says, it. I can't wait for the debut of a roadie in WWE. Jesus Christ. Well, oh, well, we've got some fightful super chats to get through. Aaron says, greetings, legends. Any chance with the ROH reboot, reboot, we can get a K-Lex review show. Select is worth it. I don't think Kate would be interested in covering ROH based on my history. Jonathan, yes, I would. I'm secretly hoping that NXT gets pulled off TV and that ROH is on Tuesday nights and you just blink one day and that Alex and I are doing that show. But I would so, so be interested in an ROH review show. We'll figure something out. Honestly, if it makes money, I'll do it. I don't give a damn. Uh, Cadillac Carson says, if you want to surf the web safely, you'll need a good VPN to do so. Any recommendations? NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Legitimately, guys, when I say that they've made a nice investment in us, I mean, I really mean it. Like, they've sponsored almost all of our shows through May. So hit them up on Twitter. Let them know that you heard about them from us. Um, Joel mentions that you're going to be really busy doing your Joshi podcast that night. So. That's a good point. I'll try and pull double duty. Thanks, Joel, for bringing that up. Cadillac Carson says... BTW, when are you and Kate going to compete for CM Punk on a poll? I don't believe Rampage announced the date tonight unless I missed it. Yeah, people were tweeting at me on Wednesday about me and you and a CM Punk on a poll match. I, I gotta, you, listen, listen, Kate I gotta choke. And I heard that you and I are fighting about CM Punk. No, I told I them, that I Alex was asked to do a Linda on Wednesday. I said, keep that bullshit on Tuesday nights. <laughs> hey, and... Sometimes on other episodes of Sour Graph. It's our so, most popular show. Wednesday's our most popular show. So <laughs> keep that bullshit off there. I am a Lucha says, I had to chime in to say hello to the Fightful family. I wonder if Dunn will get a butchering in future DLC 2K22. They've announced their DLC. But um, let's talk about it. There's nothing but bad stuff to talk about from here on out. Like, the, like we're not really going to talk about Seamus and Ridge versus New Day. Seamus and Ridge won. There's only bad shit here. Seamus and Ridge are backstage, and they're like, "Oh, well, we brought something tonight. We brought something tonight." And I had a former WWE wrestler that said a couple minutes before the show said, "Buddy, if what happens, what I heard happens is going to happen. It's going to be bad." And earlier this afternoon, I heard somebody say, man, I heard something real stupid's happening. And then about an hour before the show, somebody said, did you get the rundown? Because I heard something dumb's happening. Boy, did it ever. They brought in Pete Dunne. They, they would have literally been better off giving him a gimmick as the cousin of Larry Cable, the cable guy, and calling him Peter Dunne. It would have been better than what they did <laughs> because they put him in this fucking hat and they called him butch look at now, his reaction that is the appropriate reaction so lance storm hit me up and he's like buddy it's got to be butch from the little rascals of course the it 50s. was gotta be 
I had another wrestler hit me up and they said, do you know what Ridge's real name is? And I said, not the top of my head. They said, Luke, Luke and Butch. Those are the names of the Bushwhackers. Um, I don't think they'd go that deep with a rib, um, but Jesus, man. Like the fact that this is not as bad as the last naming fiasco is sad because it's still real, real bad. It's just not a German U-boat captain. But like, like Tony D'Angelo was calling him Petey Poppins as a joke on NXT. Like I'd rather him just be Petey Poppins on the main roster. Why not Butch? When I heard the name Butch before his face appeared, I was like, oh, they called up Harland. Thinking like that, that huge dude, Parker Bordeaux, for those of you who don't watch NXT, was going to be like this guy named Butch. And like, it'd be stupid, but at least he would like fit the profile kind of. Yeah. Peter Dunn? This is bad. This is what so bad. What in the butch and butch are we doing with these names and with these themes? I have not heard a good one in like a year. Like, I just, I'm so intrigued about the process of how you come up with the name Butch. Like, did you, like, did you look at him and mm. think Little Rascals? Because when you look at him, I don't think Little Rascals. And when I see him in the ring, I sure as hell don't. I don't know why we're renaming people at all unless it's a contract thing like unless he has rights to his name or whatever but like it's I, I don't know it's such a dumbass name it's such a dumbass name it's so bad uh david says actually uh hannah says butch mark says what would you change what did wwe change yours and kate's names to if given the chance oh i'd just be sap all capital letters for sure I would be like Catalina. Oh, boy. God. Oh, boy. Fear and Loathing NYC says, how soon till Champa is called Rusty? Oh, damn it. Damn. Oh, you don't think he'll be like Tommy Champ Champs? Like Tommy Champ Champs? Like some shitty (laughs) Mm. champion abbreviation? Storm and Norm says, from the company that brought you zombie lumberjacks, the box-like structure, and slapjack, here's Butch, SMH. Bill says, for Alex and the EMTs, you might need to call. I don't know if that one fits there. But um, Nerd Guru says, at least Braun Breaker already has a dumb name. It can't get any worse than Braun Breaker. No, well, and his has the double-edged sword of the fact that he looks, sounds, and wrestles like a Steiner. So, like, his... His name is stupid, and then there's like this very obvious thing that happens on screen every time he's on screen. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Damn. Butch Mark might Quill be worse says, than Brown Breaker. Mark Quill says, Oh, son of a butch. You know, it's all about the butch. Pete Dunn, baby. Dan says, Butch's push is done before it starts. The Man, Butch I- push. I mean, if anybody can get it over, I feel like he can get it over, but he shouldn't have to. He should not need to at all. Oh, man. Simon says, I'd like to hear what Linda and Sheila think about Butch's debut. Oh, boy. That's a Uh, a you can On Sour Graphs after this, I told Alex I would be joining him for that, whether he wanted me to or not, because there's just too much to talk about, and you, for some reason, don't do, like, 70... Three hour streams. So I'll be oh ranting after. 
My God. Uh, Nerd Guru says, you know, it's all about the butch. Really bad name, baby. Bud. Butch. Vince says, from now on, you're butch. Dunn shrugs shoulders. Vince, he loves it. <laughs> Mark says, upcoming mania food feud. Butch ruins Omos's clubhouse, leading to dumb little rascal's hat on a pole match. Oh, so I mean, the planned match was those three against New Day at WrestleMania. That obviously is not happening now. We'll, we'll talk about more about why soon. Uh, David says that Kate will be renamed Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> I mean, there's worse people that I could be tributed after. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jay says, what's my favorite word? Butch. Too short voice. Oh, that's that's good shit. That's good shit right there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Chris Williams says, Butch, I'd like to think Pete Dunn was imagining Kofi was Vince. The way he kept attacking him. Her guru says, Bearcat Lee, Kinky Cross, Gunther, and now Butch. I refuse to ever call him that. Pete Dunn rules, but who's to say they let him wrestle as he can? I mean, that's a good point. I mean, they go out of their way to make these names really bad. Like, they're some of the dumbest ass names well, it's that like I've ever the, seen. The thing of... Oh, people are talking about it, so they don't care what side that's on. Like, they seem to really subscribe to that notion of as long as there's buzz about it, they don't care if it's good or bad. They just care that people are talking. Well, meanwhile, some of us are sitting at home like, dear Vince, I hate your stinking guts, you know? Yeah. Man. ShotKid29 says, reading about SmackDown. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Reminds me why I stopped watching WWE altogether. Thank God Big E is okay, and he and Dunn deserve better. At least Rampage was good. <laughs> and Cadillac says, is this a UK thing? Piper, Walter, Dunn, is Dragonov next? Oh, he for sure ain't going to be called Elia Dragonov for very long. No. For sure not. Nope. But it does seem very concentrated on UK. Uh, Mark Quill says to everyone here, the future Sap and Catalina, goodbye and good butch. Bang. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You Mark said of a butch. Mark Losper says, well, the show was garbage and Biggie's injury is terrible, but at least Butch gives being the elite their dark order skip for next week. That it does. And uh, we've got some unfortunate news. Um, Biggie, and we're, we're going to show you the spot. No, we are. We're going to let people see it. That's how Biggie landed on a Ridge Holland belly to belly suplex. Now, 
I have heard, I haven't verified this, but I think it's worth throwing out there either way. I heard Ridge Holland went to the hospital to check on Big E. Uh, Big E got back to me. He said he's feeling okay. However, he does have a broken neck, as he said on Twitter. That's horrible news, Kate. Um, Accidents happen. And we got JoJo saying that people were like wishing death on Ridge on Twitter. Like that, that ain't that ain't okay. Uh, Eloquence says their heat on Ridge. Not that I've heard of. He's doing the right thing. He went to to try to take care of of the situation. Try to apologize. From what I understand, I'm still working to verify that. But this is this is a bummer, Kate. Broken neck. That sucks. It was weird because I. Not that I, you're ever excited to hear about a broken neck, but I really thought there was a good chance he could have been paralyzed on that spot. That looked really, 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 really bad. Uh, and then when I saw the video and he said he could feel all of his digits, as he said, I was extremely relieved because that was a ter- that's as terrifying as the spot gets in wrestling, I feel like. And we saw a really scary one with Madcap and Drew, and Drew's incredible in the ring. So, like, you... You just never know. I know Sting had even said with Seth, like that sunset set bomb, like freak accidents happen. This was a poorly, poorly, poorly executed suplex, but like sometimes you screw up. I don't think it certainly wasn't intentional. You should never be wishing death upon anybody, Twitter or otherwise. That's insane. But like that is going to, I think that's an alarm bell spot if you are, if you are agenting matches with Rich Holland right now, like that is something that you just can't risk ever happening again. So I don't know how you fix that and control it because he's lucky to be alive and able to move broken neck. Who knows how the hell you come back from that. But um, I was just glad to see that he was okay ish. And as, as usual, even with a broken neck, he's like out here cutting a Twitter video in good spirits and just seems like, one of the most sincere, genuine dudes. And it's honestly kind of odd to even criticize wrestling on a night like tonight yeah. because it's just like, who the hell cares about any of the other stuff? You know what I mean? But um, I'm I'm glad that this, this is what he's getting out of it because he'll heal up from that. I was very, very scared it was yeah. worse. He's, he's got used to his extremities. Um, I broke my neck in 2009. I, I still, I'll never fully recover from it. Like, I, I know it'll never be quite the same. Now, Biggie is an athlete. He has access to the best doctors, the best rehab in the world. I think he will recover from it. You never know if somebody will be the same. Let's hope so. Rob Reed said he feared about it being a draws moment. It did look that, it, it looked that bad immediately. It didn't look like he was moving uh, or anything like that. Uh, Sky Sanchez, uh, oh, Austin awesome. tweeted that he went and, spent time with biggie as well i would uh very much like to spread that word so uh please please do that um if, if you see stuff like that um definitely get that word out because i don't want people like sending pitchforks after somebody a- accidents happen unfortunately accidents have happened a lot with ridge holland on either side of the ring and that's that's very unfortunate Share Delaware says, all the love to Big E. Can't wait to see him back. Alicia says, didn't watch the Big E injury clip. Was it the worst on-screen injury in a while? Yeah, it was. It was rough. Um, Mark says, Taz tearing apart this suplex on Twitter. Rules. I I don't want to dunk on anybody for that at all. Yeah, and I wouldn't even consider what he said like a, a huge dunk. Yeah. 
Uh, Cadillac Carson says Biggie in good spirits in that video he posted is very touching. Hope he recovers. He's universally loved by everyone. He is a fantastic moral compass in that locker room. And Shot Kid says the scary thing about Biggie's injury is I feel this only get worse, more common with so much green talent on TV. The Creed's beat down on MSK and Imperium was very scary to watch. A lot of what they do is scary to watch. Like I've seen them almost spike themselves. And I would love to see them um uh like like tighten that up a, bit. up a little bit. Yeah. Nikhil says Ridge would naturally get a push then, right? Guys, I don't want to tear yeah, anybody down on that. Like there's a lot of stuff you can criticize WWE for, but yeah, that's that's just that's an area I don't want to go. I don't want to tap dance on anybody's grave there. David says, you wonder why wrestlers jump to AEW? Look at Butch. I mean, I can tell you, I heard from one wrestler that said, you know, sometimes I wonder what my career would have been like if I stayed there. And then I see this. That's what one told me. Tony says, no Alexa at WrestleMania plans. I, I don't know yet. I mean, she's not been on Raw. That's puzzling to me. I think they should be doing a women's battle royal. I think it's weird that they're not. But uh, I haven't heard of any plans for her. It's weird that she wasn't on TV in her hometown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark says, upcoming Mania feud. Dana Brooks steals Aaliyah's sandwich leading to a 12-woman Iron Man match. Oh, boy. <laughs> Kyle says, speaking of punk, do you think we get another program of him and Jeff Hardy? At some point, Ooh. maybe a short one. Or a tag thing like with him and Danielson versus Matt and Jeff. That could be fun. Yeah, they they got to play off of uh, they got to play off of that history. I think that would make an awful lot of sense, man. Uh, awful lot of sense. Josh's town says Jacksonville debut for Cody makes sense. It certainly does make sense. I would agree. Uh, David Jackson says stuck at work dealing with a massive wisdom tooth pain. Had to sit through SmackDown. I'll be able to watch later. Love all of you all. At Fightful, especially Kate. Can't wait for my cameo from SRS. I am on cameo, guys. Every single one, all the proceeds go to charitable causes. Last month, I did uh, animal shelters in my local area. This month, it's Ukrainian relief efforts. Uh, I'm, I've am i got some time this weekend to do them, so please hit me with those. I'll break news for your like groups, your e-feds. I'll roast you. I'll give you a pep talk. I'll just bark at you for a while, not literally. Cameo.com slash Sean Ross Sat 10. Check it out. Uh, def and Jimmy's matching uh, the donations this month as well. Josh Weaver says Silver and Reynolds are going to get a cease and desist on next week's BTE. Butch is a common name. Yeah, it's there's other wrestlers name. who have had it. Like yep. <laughs> Pete Dunn deserves better, says they renamed PD to Butch because of Kevin Dunn. I'd be shocked if he wasn't part of it. But you know what? Kate, you're a part. A fightful. Tell the people what you're doing here. I sure am. You can catch me right after this ranting more about Butch with Alex on Tower Crafts. You can also catch me with Alex every Tuesday after the NXT for our live review, which just gets sillier and weirder every week. Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast and Fridays back here. And Sean, I was supposed to have my commentary debut at Excite Wrestling tomorrow, but it seems like... Oh. The weather in Binghamton is going to be six to ten inches of snow, so I will probably not be driving my ass to Binghamton, but I will be in their twist chat in all likelihood. Feel free to tune in with us, but keep an eye out for more little commentary debuts. I guess one debut. Yikes. Guys, please leave us a thumbs up. Dave says Kevin Owens and Stone Cold could be a downer. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. I think what they do will work out, but um, Ray says... I don't remember, but didn't Ridge do the same to Gargano? Um, 
I don't think it's that simple. Uh, but if so, take it out of the repertoire for sure. Chris says, Sean's new name is Alfonso <laughs> in case the name is at the doors with Sally. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. Grapsity on Saturday. Check out Fightful Overbooked. We're out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.